What I realize is that most people tend to think that, okay, you know what, I learned something new, I just, learned, I just need to learn it one time, I go yeah. to a program, I read a book one time, yeah. I attend a program one time, done, you know, I, 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 I know everything now already. Right? What would you say to people like that? Uh, first of all, it's false. Uh, you know, I want to imagine, I want to imagine right now swimming. Uh, if you attend your first swimming lesson, yeah. and that's all you, you're going to take, yeah. you're probably drowned. Yeah. You know, if you drive a car for driving lesson once, you know, yeah. your first driving lesson, you, you probably knock someone down, yeah. or close to. <laughs> and if that was it, and we send you to, to the expressway, you would die. Yeah. You know, so what tends to happen in the, in the scale of learning, and, and I'm very passionate about learning, and even learning how to learn. You know, there, there might be something we can talk about, right? Yeah. Because not many people talk about, everyone talks about learning. Yeah. No one talks about learning how to learn. Yeah. And when you learn something for the first time, your results actually go down. It yeah. doesn't go up. So therefore, it always is moving back a few steps before you move forward. And that's when most people quit. They are not used to being lousy at something, yeah. but it's the process of learning. Yeah. You know, and, and it's and not how society has trained us or conditioned us in a way, right? That, that feeling or being lousy at something is a bad thing. Yeah. Not necessarily, it's not bad or good, right? Yeah. It's just a matter of your progress You've probably heard that your story is your brand. So how can ordinary entrepreneurs and salespeople like you and me tell our stories in a way that cuts through all the noises in this overcrowded social media world and reach the audience that we want? Join me as I break down storytelling secrets that have helped me achieve over eight figures in revenue, as well as interviewing some of Asia's most prominent names and rising stars to uncover their stories. I hope this show will inspire you to be more vulnerable and share your story to the world because your mess is your message. My name is Gabriel Wong and welcome to the Story Impact Show. Please help me to welcome Melvin So. So, Woo. thanks Melvin for being on the show, I appreciate that. Hey, thanks Gabe. Yeah, so I, I just want to first say that like um, when I invited Melvin on the show, right, um, and not to flatter you or anything, but you are really one of the person that I am looking forward to, to interview. The reason is because Melvin is one of the most authentic person because we never know what he's going to say. Actually, I also have no idea what I'm going to say. Okay. Yeah. So he, he can say some of the most bizarre stuff when I, when I have a conversation with him. But that's what uh, I like about him because you know, you're authentic, you're, you're willing to say what needs to be said yeah. you know, rather than try to put like, you know, a fake you know, facade or, mm. or, 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 you know, or to, to connect people on the surface. Yeah. So t- uh, tell us more about what you do Mm. Uh, what is your business so that the audience know? I mean, yeah. like, probably the audience have seen you here, here and there, right? But what do you do and you know, how do you start your business? Uh, I, I think the most interesting thing about how I actually started everything is, uh, you know, it actually comes from a place of struggle. Y- yeah. You know, uh, I, it's funny you mentioned the word authentic because, you know, I, I was always a problem kid when I was in school. Mm. Uh, I never really liked school because I cannot really sit down and then, you know, uh, and just pay attention to what the teacher says. My mom always tells me that when I was in kindergarten, I was already fighting, which, uh, you, you know, makes me an original bad boy. Yeah. <laughs> kindergarten bad boy. <laughs> so, I guess so, we're on the same page on that. Yes, uh, <laughs> you know, so, but it couldn't expel me because my grades were really good. So it was, uh, it was always a paradox. It was like, all right, cool. This guy is both the top student and also the most ill, Ill like, you know, disciplined students. It's like, all right, we can't fire our top student. Yeah. You, you know, and, and that continued and I, and I didn't really like following the rules, etc. But at that point in time, it was either, you know, follow rules or you get expelled. Yeah. So, so when I came out, I wanted to start my own business, but I didn't know how to do it. And yeah. so I decided, nah, I don't want to go to uni. Screw yeah. that. You know, I want to come and, uh, you know, do my own thing. And I realized I, just because you don't want to follow rules doesn't make you an automatic automatic success, you yeah. know, because I, I, I just said I don't want to follow the rules and come out and just being a rebel doesn't make you successful, yeah. you know, and, and I <laughs> encountered a lot of, uh, you know, difficulties and troubles and problems and obstacles yeah. and, and eventually I kind of realized that there was a science and art and to business yeah. 
yeah. uh, especially after I met my mentor and met different mentors. Yeah. And, and so I made it a point to you know, uh, bring these people in and help yeah. people so that other folks who might not want to follow the system, yeah. might want to start their own thing, maybe yeah. want to quit their job, maybe yeah. they just don't even want to have a job in the first place, can get some quality information so they can get started without having to burn seven to eight years of their life like I did. You know, uh, yeah. I could have been here maybe at a younger age, yeah. uh, you know, but I wasted seven to eight years going round and round. And, you know, yeah. so, so what I want, want to do is a couple of things. I help, help people break out of a rut, yeah. get to where they want to be and also help them be successful in their business. Because yeah. you can't break out if you are not making money. Yeah. You know, yeah. So that's really the crucial thing. Breakout yeah. is an internal thing. Making money is an external thing. You yeah. need both. You know, yeah. uh, a lot of folks just want to help people transform. But if they transform but don't later get something that they can make money with, yeah. they're just going to go right back. Or they're going to be transformed but broke, yeah. you know, which then brings them right back. Yeah. And if you make them money but don't transform them, then you know, they worship money and that's not where, where they will find happiness. Or so. Yeah. so it's kind of both. So you kind of help transform people as well. Yeah. So would you consider yourself as a coach? I mean, sometimes I'm, mm. I get confused a little bit about yeah. what you actually do because I know that you do a lot of like consultancy, agency mm. and coaching as well. So, so which one are you? What are you? So I say, if you look at what I just said, right, in terms of uh, helping people internal and external, yeah. that's why the company is called Enlightened Profit. So Enlightened yeah. is an inner thing. A profit is an external thing. So we help people on the inside and outside mm. become, you know, mm. so you become a well-rounded person. Okay. So yeah. a, a long time ago, I won't say a long time ago, makes me sound really old, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, years ago, Years ago, actually, it's not good, quite quite true. Not long ago, that yeah. would be a fire accurate yeah. one. Uh, we were pro- promoting a mentor of mine. Uh, his name was Marshall Thurber, yeah. and, and we really like Marshall because uh, of the way he think yeah. and, the, and the way he helps people in terms of structure their business and their sales and their and, and different ways of uh, doing business. Yeah. So so we actually promoted that, and, and during that period of time, we were really good at promoting things and finding a unique angle and helping people with that. So we was started the whole game of enlightened profits yeah. as a promoter, yeah. a promoter, a marketer of someone that we really respected. Yeah. And then afterwards, Marshall had a little bit of a health situation. He couldn't continue any, yeah. a, anymore. During those three years when we were promoting, a lot of people saw what we were doing and they came up to us for marketing advice. They say, hey yeah. man, could you help me promote my stuff? Yeah. Could I get you your help? Great job, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Yeah. But, I attended Marshall program because of you as well. Yeah. But at the same time, we turned everybody down. Because one of the things we believe in is focus. You know? Because if we accepted those things, we wouldn't do the best job with Marshall. Yeah. So we turned everybody down in those three years. Like, it didn't matter how much money you offered us, etc. Wow. We just turned all of them down. So you guys just focus on one person? Focus on one thing, right? That was the only thing we did, Marshall, 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 Marshall. Mm. But when Marshall had a health situation, all of a sudden we decided, oh no, uh, you know, we don't want him to come back anymore because I, I don't want to kill him. <laughs> He's yeah. a mentor, right? Yeah. So yeah. I told him, I don't want you to come back anymore. You have a hard situation. You are not flying to Asia yeah. anymore. Yeah. And it's a long flight, right? It's a long flight, yeah. to and fro, yeah. right? And he has to teach for five to seven days. Pretty yeah. intense, yeah. you know, and you attend the program. You, you know, it's hardcore, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, so he's not young. <laughs> exactly, young right? He ain't like 20, 27 years old. You know, he's a 73, 74, 75, you know. So, so we told him no more flying. And at the point of time, we started to look back and, and ask ourselves, where can we be enlightened profits? Where can we do that? Because before we are promoting a class that was enlightening yeah. and profitable. Yeah. And right now, suddenly we looked at it, where can we be enlightened profits? And yeah. suddenly, we, it came to us very simply, we can help enlightened businesses yeah. make profits, which yeah. is uh, helping them with, with their marketing, their etc. Yeah. So we actually teach a class and we also provide coaching for yeah. folks that want to do that. The reason we provide coaching is very simple. It's because majority of the time, when you attend a class, the absorption level and hence the application level is yeah. very slim. Yeah. yeah, because uh, when you attend a class, you listen to everything for the first time. Yeah. You know, so we teach a three-day class, we sincerely give everything. But yeah. after a while, you realize that the absorption rate is about 20%. Mm. Because everyone hears it for the first time and, and they do their best to absorb. I want you to think of a sponge. Right? You put a sponge in a pail of water. Yeah. The sponge is doing its best to absorb every drop of water. Yeah. 
but it cannot absorb all the water. Yeah. In fact, it will absorb very, very little percentage of the water. It's not because the sponge is not trying. It's because the sponge can only absorb that much. Yeah. Your brain is the sponge. Yeah. You know, and, and what if you want to absorb all the water in, in the pail? You need to go back what? over and over and over yeah. and over and over again. Yeah. You know, and that's where the coaching comes, comes in because first time around, we try to give everything. People can't, can't really get it. Yeah. And therefore, we need to handhold them and guide them through and, and effect a transformation. So yeah. that's where we come in the enlightened profits. The second thing I do is I actually work, work with a good friend of mine. Yeah. And, and I think you, you know his name is Ken. Mm -hmm. And we actually teach a class on wealth, and psych wealth psychology and we actually do a mastermind for, for folks. And that's really to guide them in the area of holistic yeah. Transformation. So it's yeah. that's something I'm passionate about. It allows me yeah. to. Uh, so my main job is marketing and consulting and, and really helping people in this area. But yeah. but when I'm with Ken, we help them in terms of health, relationships, wellness. Yeah. And that's a mastermind. And, and that allows me to fulfill uh, satisfaction that I have, which yeah. is teaching. Yeah. A long time ago, I taught kids. And, you know, I, I still passionate about teaching kids. Mm -hmm. Just that my kids are a little bit older. They're now called adults. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I still think of that as kids. Um, I, I caught a few points. I just want to backtrack a bit. When you mentioned about how you know a sp being a sponge, you cannot absorb mm. all the water, right? You have to keep going back and again and again and again. So, you know, what I realized is that most people tend to think that okay, you know what? I learned something new. I just learned, you know, I just need to learn it one time. I go yeah. to a program. I read a book one time. Yeah. I attend a program one time. Done. You know, I I I, I know everything now already. Right? What would you say to people like that? Uh, first of all, it's false. Uh, you know, I want to imagine, I want to imagine right now swimming. Uh, if you attend your first swimming lesson yeah. and that's all you, you're going to take, yeah. you'll probably drown. Yeah. You know, if you drive a car for driving lesson once, you know, yeah. your first driving lesson, you, you probably knock someone down yeah. or close to. <laughs> and if that was it and we send you to, to the expressway, you would die. Yeah. You know, so what tends to happen in the, in the scale of learning, and, and I'm very passionate about learning and even learning how to learn, you know, that, that, that might be something mm. you can talk about, right? Yeah. Because not many people talk about, everyone talks about learning, yeah. no one talks about learning how to learn. Yeah. And when you learn something for the first time, your results actually go down. It yeah. doesn't go up. Because mm. you learn something for the first time, see, mm. when you are uneducated, you at least still have some element of something that works, mm. even though it's very poor. Mm. But when you learn something for the first time, mm. you are really lousy at it. Mm. So not only do you don't even have your normal uneducated results, mm. you have really poor results. Well, exceptionally yeah. bad results. Yeah. So therefore, it always is moving back a few steps before you move forward. And that's when most people quit. Mm -hmm. You see, right now, you know nothing about internet marketing. You are in your blissful ignorance kind yeah. of thing. You know some, something. Then you attend Gabriel's blissful class or some, okay. someone's class, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, they teach you about click funnels, they teach you about funnels. And all of a sudden, the first day you go inside, yeah. you screw it all up. You are awful. You make the worst funnel. You make every single mistake. You don't know how to click. And you hate yourself. Yeah. And that is many steps back. Yeah. And that's when people quit. Yeah. But we don't understand because the process. They're not used to being that, yes. that uncomfortable, yes. right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. They are not used to being lousy at something. Yeah. And also in society, we are taught that if you're lousy at something, you suck, you're a failure. Yeah. Your mom will yeah. not love you, your father yeah. hates you. you, you know? uh, but it's the process of learning. Yeah. You know? and, and it's and not how society has trained us or conditioned us in a way, right? That, that feeling or being lousy at something is a bad thing. Yeah. Not necessarily, it's not bad or good, right? Yeah. It's just a matter of your progress to progress to the goals that you want to, what yeah. you want to be, right? Uh, you have to suck at something before you get good at it. Yeah. It's, as, it's as simple as that. You know, I'm thinking boxing now, and my boxing coach is Mohamed Ridwan. Mohamed Ridwan is Singapore's number one uh, national boxer. <laughs> and, and the first day at boxing training, right? So I signed up for boxing training, was I like to experience uncomfortable things. I'm, I'm a little bit weird. I suggest yeah. you do that. <laughs> You know, so I could go and play soccer for the rest of my, my life and be really good and trash everybody, yeah. right? Because I can shoot with my right foot and my left foot, and I'm just really good at it. Uh, but I decided to go, go for boxing, but I've never done it before. So I want to experience, hey, what's it like you know, to really suck at something? Yeah. So I go to boxing class for, for the first time, and I tell you this the first thing you do at boxing class, right, is not boxing, it's not even warm up, it's skipping. And I cannot skip 
Let me show you how I skip, okay? Just watch, huh? So people skip like this, right? You see Floyd, Floyd Mayweather, they do this kind of tapping, right? No, no, this is how I skip. <laughs> so I skip like, 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 like this, and as I do this, right, the, the rope is hitting my ankles, and I notice this, right? I notice on my left, there's a 16-year-old guy, yeah. right? And uh, Ridwan says that the guy is 16, and you know, he is actually wanting to be a natural boxer. The guy is doing all kinds of steps, right? And then suddenly, as he watches me skip like this, right, he stops, right? and he looks at me. <laughs> I know what, what he's thinking. He's yeah. thinking this guy is a retard. Like, like this guy can't yeah. do it. And then he's trying to control himself to not laugh because it is so, so sad. Then Ridwan comes over and says, I think your skipping sucks. <laughs> I say, all right, cool. <laughs> then I proceed, right? See, the thing about boxing is everybody loves to punch. Yeah. But, but the thing about boxing, right, is it's not about punching. It's about not getting knocked out. Because if you're knocked out, you can't punch anymore. So yeah. most of the time, you have to put your hands like this. Yeah. And I'm not used to it because you watch boxing, right? You put your hands like this and yeah. you're... So, no, no, you got to put your hands like this. Yeah. And, you know, and that's not natural. Yeah. And so Ridwan decides to train me to put my hands up. Yeah. By smacking me in the face constantly. Pa! Oh, man. So, I, so at the end of a few boxing classes, I'm suddenly aware that yeah. I'm paying a guy yeah. to basically punch me in the face. Yeah. But that teaches me something really quickly, and that keeps, keeps me humble, and that keeps me learning. And you know, the first few lessons, I was very bad. Yeah. You know, it's uh, close to lesson 10 now, yeah. and I'm getting pretty good. Yeah. But I, because, and, and the funny thing is, Ridwan does three sessions of trial. And I tell you, the majority of people will quit in those three sessions. Because you, you, you think you're going to be Rocky Balboa. Yeah. You think you're going to be Floyd Mayweather. Nope, you just pay money, can't skip, and get punched in the face. That's all that happens in the first three lessons. <laughs> You know, but I stick past it because I know, hey man, if I just keep showing up, yeah. doesn't matter how lousy I am, yeah. doesn't matter whether like, you know, the female boxers there and they are way better, yeah. kid boxers, they're way better. Yeah. As long as I keep showing up, me and my dumb non-skipping self, I'm going to get better. And you know what? Yeah. I can skip a little bit better now. Yeah. Not like Floyd, yeah. but a little bit better. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So it's more like, more like the mindset, right? Yeah. Of, of being uncomfortable, but yet you still show up, yet you still go. Yeah, I think showing up is, is underrated. Mm. Uh, showing up is crucial. Mm. You know, literally, we, we do a coaching program, right? And a coaching program involves people coming on a call yeah. every week and being held accountable. Yeah. Yeah. The amount of people who truly show up every single week without yeah. fail yeah. and be held accountable is very slim. And, and it baffles me, so I'm like, Probably why? Maybe 10, 20%? Uh, I, I'll, I'll say 10. a bit more because we, we, we filter oh, okay. our, their, their clients pretty tight, but even then it's about 50, 60. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and it baffles me yeah. because the, but literally, yeah. a person can be dumb as rocks. Like, re really, no marketing bone in their body. Yeah. They can be uneducated about marketing at all. Maybe a housewife, maybe just an engineer before. Yeah. But if they come every week and yeah. literally do what they say they're going to do, yeah. they're going to get way better than the talented person who shows up infrequently, like without fail. Yeah. Literally, if I were to put a trait on success, I say, just, just be consistent. Yeah. You know, like literally, if you go to the gym 20 minutes a day, let's say you go to the gym 20 minutes a day, you can be out of shape, never lifted weights before, you will still beat the guy yeah. who goes there once a week only. Yeah. Yeah. So literally, just, just, it, it goes without fail. Yeah. Showing up, is overwhelmed. So I, I used to laugh at people, you, yeah. you, know, the, the, you know, we used to attend seminars before and they always say, 80% of success is showing up. I always thought to myself, what a bunch of horse shit. No, I it believe- It's a cliche, right? It's a cliche. A now, you know what I say, yeah. Sh showing up is 95% yeah. of success. Yeah. <laughs> it's not 80, it's yeah. 95. Yeah. Because you can't train if you don't show up. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are talented but lazy. Yeah. And, and I think that's, that's one of the detrimental things. Yeah. Talented I, but I lazy. I actually once heard um, a saying that, you know, uh, when you commit, money, mm. right? at least like, like when someone uh, would hire you as a coach, yeah. they at least have to pay money. Right? Yeah. But commitment of money doesn't mean anything. No, because, no it means, it means because something. If, if you could cut a check, 
right, and lose weight, there won't be people who are obese. Oh yeah, of course. Right? Of course. So it's not just about the commitment of money, but the commitment of time and the desire to change. And that, that yeah. brings to the point of like showing up, right? The desire to even show up. Yeah. Right? And I think if you're watching this and you're a coach and consultant or something, one of the things I talk about is only working with people with desire. Yeah. What's the worst thing you, you can do? There are a lot of people who want to start a coaching program. Yeah. The worst thing you, you can do is take money from people that have money but have no desire. Yeah. Then afterwards, they don't get results, right? Because yeah. they don't do the freaking work. And then, and, then, and then they say, oh, you know what, Gabe, uh, I tell you, uh, the guy program don't work. Then you're like, hey, but this guy never even showed up. Yeah. Yeah. Right? You yeah. know, so do not ever, ever take money from these people because it's not no worth it. Desire to change. Yeah. Yeah. You literally filter for desire first. Mm. Mm-hmm. If they have zero desire, yeah. which means no burning desire, and you tell yeah. them, hey man, I'm looking for people that show up every single week. Yeah. And they say, uh, nah, I think if it's between 8 to 11 a.m., because you know, that's why I'm free. Then, then just say, no, forget yeah. it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So I, I turn people away. So majority of our coaching program involves turning people away, really. Yeah. Because not everybody, see, yeah. I, I believe everyone is special, but I don't believe everyone will be successful. Yeah. The reason is not because they cannot, mm. it's because they will not. Mm. Because it takes a lot to be successful. Mm. It's very hard. It's hard, it's painful, it's not fun, uh, there's a lot of sacrifice involved. So major- majority of people can be, but will not be because they're not willing to pay the price. Yeah. It's just hard. It's yeah. hard, freaking work, you yeah. know, and majority of people just don't want to pay, pay the price. Yeah. So they will not be successful. Majority of people will not be. So yeah. my goal is to look for people that want to be yeah. and are willing to pay, pay the price and I work with them. You know, yeah. because I cannot lift the weights for them. You see, you mentioned yeah. there's something. Yeah. They can cut the check, that's the easy yeah. part. Yeah. But even if you come into the gym, I can't lift the weights for you. Yeah. You know, I can't build your body, yeah. you know, and and so the real question is, are you willing to do it for yourself? The majority of people are not. That's awesome. So just to sum it up, I think this is a very good point, especially for those of you who are selling info, right? Yeah. In a way, you are a consultant, coach, uh, you are uh, running an agency, right? It's very important to filter out the right people, yeah. right? Not just, you know, because they have money, you take them in, and end up you're going to have a lot of repercussion, reputation, yeah. all kinds of stuff because they didn't have the desire to change. Yeah, desire. Absolute, yeah. 100%, the most important thing. Yeah. A desire. So this morning, uh, Ken and myself, we did something known as a morning walk. Yeah. And we filtered for people that would show up at East yeah. Coast Park at 4.45 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. Right? We had a total of 17 people show up. Yeah. 17 people said they were going to come and 17 people showed up. Yeah. You, you know, wow. and, and, and the goal was we filtered for pure desire. We just yeah. said, hey man, if yeah. we told them at 5 in the morning, are you willing to show up at East Coast Park? Yeah. Are you willing to show up before 5, five yeah. in the morning? Which means you need to plan your whole life out. Eh? Yeah. You need to figure yeah, out what yeah. time you go, wake up, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Every, everybody showed up. And wow. here's the thing though. Yeah. They are, and it costs absolutely no money to show up today. We put a link in the group asking, hey man, who wants to come? Will you be surprised? Majority of people didn't want to come. Mm. It's free. Mm. Free, chance to ask questions and learn oh. more about stuff. Yeah. You know, didn't want to come. Why? That's don't want to wake up at 5 a.m.? <laughs> don't fantastic way to choose a mentee, right, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Right. Don't want to wake up at 4 a.m. Don't want to come. Free. Mm. Free. Mm. You see, free. Mm. Right? Uh, people say, oh, no, info is uh, really expensive. No, it's free. Mm. But still people are not going to do it. Why? Too early. I want to sleep. Oh, no. Mm. Excuses. Yeah. Uh, I want to take it way back because there was actually one point that I caught, right? Uh, I wanted to expound more on that. You mentioned that you were a rebel, yeah. right? When you were young. I don't know, I seem to find the connection of enlightened prophets, right? Enlightened mm. and rebel, yeah. right? That a lot of times you have to be enlightened to be a rebel. Mm. There's something that you see uh, that other people don't see. Mm. And, and what I tend to realize is that people who are successful, most of them tend to be rebels. Most of them don't mm. fit into the system, mm. right? So I wanted to ask more on that. Like, when did you realize that you were a rebel and, and what happened? Like, what caused you to not want to fit into the system? So, so I can tell you, majority of people, hopefully you are watching, if you're a rebel, this will help you. If you're not, skip past this part. <laughs> you are fine. Yeah. Uh, let's take a look, right? Yeah. So why did I rebel, rebel at the start? I, I rebel at the start not because I knew what I wanted. I rebel at the start because I didn't like what I had. 
Okay. So, so you see a lot of rebels, right? And you never want to stay a rebel. You never want to stay forever a rebel. The reason yeah. is because a rebel exists. So there's a mainstream society. There's a mainstream. We'll talk about this and how it links to enlightenment. You will like this. Uh, has a Jesus element inside. Uh, <laughs> so, you, so you look at enlightened. They have an enlightenment, right? So majority of people stay a rebel. There's yeah. mainstream society. And then there are people who are rebels, which means they, they, they do not stand for anything. Mm. They stand for not wanting mainstream. So yeah. they're anti-mainstream, which yeah. technically puts them in the same box also, because mm. they, don't ha- they don't have a defined identity. All they have is, I hate what is going on. Mm. That's not an identity, mm. <laughs> right? Yep. So they're mainstream, and what they are is anti-mainstream. And that was where I was. And unfortunately, that's where the majority of people stay. Because you cannot just have a message that goes, okay, cool, I do not like that message. Are, yeah. of course, after I do not one, like, like 9 to 5, I do not like yeah. going to school. Right? Then people go, okay, you don't like it, then uh, what's your message? No, I don't have a message. Actually, I just don't like that. Mm. <laughs> right? Mm. That's what a rebel is. You know, uh, they're, they're society and they say, screw society, I don't want to do that. Mm. But you ask them, okay, cool, then what do you want to do? No, I don't know, I just want to rebel. You know, and, and uh, yeah, you know, so, so, so they lash out. But they lash out without a cause. And that was why there's a phrase called rebel without a cause. Yeah. Because the guy just hates society and that was me, right? Yeah. Angry, you're upset, uh, you what don't have a cause. What, what caused that? Uh, plus, I just didn't want to conform to mainstream. So yeah. during my entire journey, my entire journey was looking for a cause. Because I didn't want to stay a rebel without a cause for my entire life. Right? Yeah, I'm 20, 20 21. All I know is I don't want to go to uni anymore. Mm. I, you asked me what I want so to do. this was when you were Yeah, 20, at 2021. 20, okay. right? At 18, 2021, 20, you know, I, I leave school, I say I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. But if you ask me what I want to do, I have no idea. I just know I don't want to do that anymore, which yeah. is not a place to build a life. Yeah. Right? Because and, and by the way, I heard that, I mean, like, there are people who say, I don't want to go uni, right? Their they are, they are grades sucks. Okay? Mm. I heard that your grades, right? Yeah. Didn't suck, right? Your yeah, I could go to Harvard, Oxford, Cambridge. I, I basically, at that point in time, there was like, you know, this thing, special paper and A's, wow. and I got all four A's. I was offered many different government scholarships, which would be a terrible thing if I took it up, because mm. I'll probably, uh, they'll probably arrest me yeah. for all the things I have to say. <laughs> so, so, so uh, but at that point in time, I just was anti-mainstream. But I didn't have any message on my own. Yeah. You know, and during those seven to eight years, the, the goal was actually not to fight against society, but to find out how can I be useful. Yeah. Right? I want to talk a little bit about enlightenment and rebel and all that kind of thing. And yeah. I think you, you really like it. Let's, let's observe why mainstream society was set up. See, mainstream society was set up not because that's the way to live. Mainstream society is set up so that we have order and non-chaos. This is not how humans are supposed to live. This is set up so that human beings can have some kind of function. Yeah. Does it make sense? Some yeah. kind of function. Now, if you want to yeah. dive even deeper you into still that. still need some structure, right? Some yeah. kind of structure. Yeah. And, but at the same time, this whole mainstream society is also set up so that people can serve corporate interests, mm. to be real honest. Yeah. Right? So that people can go and do a job. Yeah. So our entire education system is not really to educate, to educate, bring out something within the person. No. Yeah. Our education system is to train a person to do a job. And they'll do what kind of job? Well, either work for the government or some kind of business. Which means, if you really look at it, who started the whole education and the mainstream system is probably some kind of corporate interest. Yeah. Right? Because they, they, therefore, this is not education. This is a training program. You understand? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a there, training there program. There was actually, um, I, I think I heard from, I forgot who I heard it from, but um, that education system, that the education system is actually a way to train up workers. Yeah, it is. Right? Because it was, yeah. it, it, was, it was created in the industrial... John D. Rockefeller and, right? and, and many other folks in the, 19, uh, in the early 19th century, early 20th century, they, they basically wanted to expand their corporate empire and, yeah. and they said, okay, cool, let's start an education system where basically we can train people to basically work in our factories and work in our enterprises. Yeah. So this is not an education system as much as it is a training system. Yeah. Yeah, so, so basically, when, when you're young, they just want to train you, right? Yeah. That's why they don't really care whether you are... They don't, they don't teach you things about yourself. Yeah. They don't teach you about self-happiness, 
us that no, because if it's truly education, then we should honor Gabriel and teach Gabriel about what it makes him happy, what are your skills and talents. No, we don't care. We have a training program yeah. and that includes 10 sub subjects and yeah. we want to train you in this so that we can eventually slot you into one of the jobs in either government or enterprise. Mm. You know, and, and, and that's that. Whether you're happy, nobody cares. Not a problem. It's a training program. Yeah. So it's not really an education system as much as a training system. Yeah. So, so therefore, what I sense about enlightenment is looking within ourselves. So this is mainstream, mm. right? Anti-mainstream is a person that wants to rebel against the training system. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But enlightenment is looking within yourself and all of a sudden asking yourself, what is my purpose? Why did God put me here on this planet? Mm. Right? What is my function to society beyond just either being a worker or hating the training system? Mm. Neither of which are my purpose. My, no one's purpose is to come here and hate some, something. Mm. I don't think anyone's purpose is frankly just to you know, be slotted into some job. Yeah. Neither of them are true. And I, I think a lot of people need to pause and ask themselves, what, are, what is my purpose? Mm. Right? That's why Rick Warren wrote a book called A Purpose Driven Life. Yeah. Where a person can pause and think, okay, cool. What is truly my purpose? Why, why am I here? Yeah. Why am I sent here? Yeah. I'm sent here. I'm apparently given this experience called life. Yeah. Uh, there must be a reason. Right? I don't think I'm just here so that I can be a cashier or do yeah, Excel spreadsheets, right? Yeah. Or just be a rebel and throw rocks yeah. at you know, yeah. other people's uh, offices. There must be a function that I have. Yeah. And, and that whole process took me about seven to eight years where I asked myself, okay, apart from hating society, uh, what, can, what am I here for? Like, yeah. What am I useful for? What can I do to serve and help? And, and honoring that, you know, and that's why I got the tattoo here, is do what really makes you happy. Mm. So do what really make, makes you happy is looking within and asking myself, what is my purpose? Mm. What, what makes me truly happy? Yeah. Because when you're fulfilling your purpose, you're truly happy. Yeah. Right? Money alone doesn't make you happy because you could do a lot of shady shit to yeah. make money. Yeah. Many of which will not make you happy at yeah. all. Right? But you, if you look within and you fulfill your purpose... You can buy pleasure, but not yeah. happiness. Yeah, right. and it's very short term. Yeah. Right? So if you look within and ask yourself, what is your purpose? Then all of a sudden, you, uh, you discover true, true happiness. Mm. And then you discover your purpose. And that is enlightenment. Mm. Enlightenment is when you find whatever. So Mark Twain said, right? There are two most important uh, days in a man's life. Number one is the day he's born. Mm. And number two is the day he realizes why. Mm. Why is he here? Mm. The moment you realize why, then you have purpose. Mm. And when you have purpose, you don't have depression, you don't have sadness, you don't have any of those things. Mm. Because when you have purpose, then you realize, oh, so I'm special. Mm. I have something to do. I'm not just another cock in the wheel. Mm. Like, I have, I have a reason to be here. Yeah. You know? And every single day you wake up and you're like, oh my God, I'm fulfilling my purpose. And that brings you money, that brings you friends, that, that brings you opportunities, etc. And I think that's a, that's a good life. Wow. So, um, you know, while we are talking about purpose, mm. you know, recently I was just, I happened to be facing some depression. I lost my purpose. Mm. And, you know, I think this is something that people always constantly ask. How do I find my purpose? Mm. Right? I mean, it's a constant question as well. Sometimes you, know, you find whether you thought that your purpose is this, is yes. this right? And then end up you realize that it's not. Yeah. So, so how, how would you advise two the questions? Number one, where can I be useful right now? That's the answer. Okay. Right? A lot of people say, look, so, so I, I, I read this story, right? A guy sits there, he wonders what my purpose, what my purpose, oh no, send me a sign, oh, please. <laughs> right, right in front of him, yeah. an old lady is carrying a whole bunch of groceries, yeah. and she's struggling. Right? And all of a sudden, a voice comes, help her! Because right now, you can just go, like, like stop thinking, dude. Like, you can be useful, right? you can help her first. Right? Because people always want the magic bush answer, the burning bush answer, right? Woo -hoo -hoo. Yeah. Hey, this is the answer to everything. No, dude, like, like it doesn't come like this, right? If you ask me 10 years ago, would I be here having this interview, you met Marshall? No. It all started with small decisions, you know, one day I made this error. I thought it was insignificant that I met another guy, I met another guy, I met another guy, right? So you never get the big answer. You, you, you kind of get it, like, yeah. you get it when you're dead. Like, then you all make sense, hey, 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 hey,
right? So Steve Jobs said you connect the dots only when you look back backwards. So right now, don't, don't, don't spend too long thinking about, you know, where can I what's my life purpose? You, you don't understand that. Even if the burning bush told you the answer, right? yeah. it wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. Right? So I don't question that, right? Yeah, so just go and ask, where can I be useful? That's a good one because um, I mean, when, when you just said that, I realized that how I even started my agency, how I even started up doing marketing whatsoever, I didn't know shit about marketing. Yeah. Right? All I wanted to do was to be useful. Mm. I wanted to help people. That's all. I wanted to see. I, I saw certain things that, uh, that businesses were lacking in terms of the marketing, and I was like, you need to do this. Yeah. And, and they're not doing it, so I'm convinced that you are not going to be doing this forever. Yeah. Because why? Now, this is Facebook that funnels, you know, five years later from now, this is AI. You will find another way to be useful. You see, so funnels cannot be a life purpose, right? Okay. Let's say you conceive and send your people's job is to funnels. Uh, no, it's a passing thing, right? Yeah. It's a part. Funnels is a vehicle. Uh, internet marketing is a vehicle. One yeah. day, let's say you know what internet, telepathic marketing, I don't know, right? Yeah. You will find some way to be useful. Yeah. So we are never attached to a vehicle, right? Right now, I'm, uh, my vehicle in the past, last few years, was future business. Yeah. And future business as a vehicle ended. Yeah. So I ask myself, where can I be useful, right? Then I say, okay, cool. Uh, you know, I have businesses now, I can help them. Yeah. Well, I do this forever, I don't. Maybe, maybe not, right? If I can find another way to be useful, I'll just continue to be useful until the day I die. You see, the opposite of useful is useless. Yeah. Nature tends to eliminate things that are useless. Because <laughs> if you're useless, duck, you're yeah, yeah. And then the next question I have to answer then yeah. is to ask yourself, apart from when I'm doing things that are useful, where in my life currently am I filled with things that are not useful? And excellent, and next all those things. If you do that, then, then, then you'll be happy. Was that the second question? Which is yeah, so you have so so there are two things, right? You ask me how yeah. how does a person break break free of pressure and yeah. basically have number one, ask where they can be useful. And number two, right? Uh, look at the current life. Angle towards the thing that it can be useful. Everything that doesn't angle you towards being useful, cut. Mm. That's it. So that so, you are entirely useful. In a way you gotta try different things as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, also be willing to evolve. You're not going to do this forever. I'm yeah. not going to do this forever. Yeah. We are all going to find different ways to be useful. A long time ago, no one was an internet marketer. Why? No internet. Right? So yeah. some of the people did different yeah. things. Right? Yeah. Right? Today, people have Kindle books, etc. It's their way of being useful. Yeah. Will they last forever? No. There might be a different way in the future. Yeah. So let's all just evolve and find different ways to be useful. Yeah. That, anyway, I, I want to say that is amazing. Uh, I still have a couple more questions, but I just want to acknowledge the fact that um, I had my own epiphany just by... Um, hearing the answer, right? Being useful and just trying different things and just cut off the things that are not useful, right? Yeah. Awesome. Um, the next question I wanted to ask you is this, is, you know, you rub shoulder with a lot of big boys. Yeah. Right? I mean, like Marshall, Mark Jonah. I mean, these are the people that you promote as yeah. well. How do you do that? Like, what, like if, if someone were to start off um, brand new, for mm. example, would you advise, you know, them to reach out to people like that? How would you advise? You know, how do you get involved with all these big boys? Okay, so I want to answer that question in two phases. Mm -hmm. And I want to be humble about the first one. And then I want to advise uh, and, and give advice to people in the second one. Yeah. So I have come to realize that this is, like, like, this is my purpose, right? I, see, the simple truth is, back before 2011, before I met my, my, my wife, before I was doing a very different kind of business, uh, and during that, that period of time, I must tell you, no big boy come and find me. None, zero. <laughs> Why? Because uh, during that period of time, I was leading a very different kind of lifestyle. Perhaps a lifestyle that I will not agree with right now. Mm -hmm. You know, and maybe there were different kind of big boys, uh, but they were like in different kind of fields. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and that's the funny thing. A lot of people see what happens recently and they go, wow, this guy seems to find all these people. But what if I told you that the, the reason I find these people is serendipitous, which means, I don't know. 
I, I don't know. I'll give you a story, right? In 2014, 2015, I was supposed to go and attend Marshall's class for the first time. Right? I forgot, 2014 or 2015. Yeah. Uh, and I was sitting at Coronation Plaza. There was a computer and I found out that he was doing a class in Melbourne. I thought the guy was dead. By the way, I thought the guy was dead. Well, I never heard, heard of him, no web presence. Yeah. And so it asked for some of money. At the point of time, I didn't really have. I never been to Melbourne before. Didn't want to buy a plane ticket there. Didn't have the money to go for, for, for the course. And I was looking at this thing and I said to myself, Nah, it's too much. You know what? Just another course. And I was about to close my laptop. How much is it, by the way? A few, a few, a few thousand dollars. Okay. Definitely cheaper, uh, more expensive than the stuff that you paid. <laughs> and many other people, <laughs> don't worry, nothing to sell already. <laughs> uh, so I was about to close my laptop. Yeah. And then I heard a voice. See, I never really shared, shared, shared this story before. But I heard a voice and said, go for this class. Yeah. I was like, are, are you serious? Like, like, like yeah. for real? Yeah. They said, no, no, go for this class. I said, uh, uh, okay, like, now nah, I don't. Then I, then I just really felt like someone wanted me to go for this class, mm. and and so I said. Oh, but during the, the period of time, because of different changes in my life, I come to listen to that voice a lot, yeah. you know. And I said, okay, uh, well, I guess I will, you know. And then then I had to make some calls, find the money, and go. And I said, okay, obviously somebody wants me to go for this class, so I so I went there. I went there and, and I met Marshall. And at the end of at the class, uh, you know, I felt compelled once again. Like somebody was pu pushing me at the back. So he go and talk to this man. And I was like, are you serious? He's Marshall Turbo, he may not, I'm just Melvin So, blah, 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 right? Uh, but I went to talk to him. And you know, I said the words that I said, you know, I say, uh, you know, I find this class useful. I want you to be my mentor. And by the way, you know, if ever there's a chance to come to Asia, will you be, be interested? And he said yes. And you know, and that started the whole the whole relationship wow. in 2016. Now, how, how did I meet my business? Just like that. Yeah. And how did I meet my business partner Joe? No, it, it started, it wasn't like straight away he yeah, appeared. Yeah. But, but, there was, but, but let's just look at the first two things. 2014, 2015, if I close the laptop, I never meet Turbo. Yep. You right? choose to follow that voice, right? Yeah. Then how, how, how I meet Mark Joyner. The year is 2018 December. I'm with my team in Cebu, right? And all of a sudden, I receive a message. I get all, all kinds of messages, people like texting me stuff, right? And uh, there are a lot of events. And all of a sudden, I get in a link to attend this event by a guy called... Uh, that featured Mark Joyner. And all of a sudden, I was like, ah, another event. Ugh. But then again, the voice said, I think you should get attend. So I remember, this is not a pleasant story, okay? Yeah. I'm sitting on the toilet bowl, doing what people do on the toilet bowl. <laughs> Clean stuff, all right? Just don't take imagination there. So I'm sitting there, and literally I felt compelled to stand up, find my card, and sign up for this event. Right while still sitting on the toilet bowl. Just use your imagination there. I know I said you shouldn't imagine, but that's exactly what, what happened. And then I, I, like, I could not leave until I got it done. Yeah. So when I got to the event, I met Mark Joyner. Strong a conversation with him, just like it was 2014, 2015. And therefore, I had him come, come here. So, so what if I told you that a lot of these are just, they, they, they come to me. You know, so I have the humility to admit that while I guess I'm somewhat good at speaking to them and convincing yeah. them to come, yeah. There are so many things that might have not allowed me to meet these people. Yeah. And so maybe this is my purpose. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So I'm both, you know, I talk a good game, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, I'm very humble enough to admit that I think I'm supposed to do this. Eh. Yeah. You see, I, I, I think this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and all I'm doing is following the voice. Uh. They just yeah. tell me to do this. I, I just do. Uh, you know, it's yeah. like, all right, yes, boss, let's go. You want yeah. me to do it? I'll do it. Uh. Yeah. You know, uh, then the next thing is how, how can people meet these people? Yeah. I think, first of all, how, how they meet talented people is, first of all, ask yourself first, are you committed to succeed? And number two, right, I think it's very important for you to find a mentor that aligns with where you want to go. 
right? Are you following this guy because you think they're famous? Mm -hmm. Or do you, do you really like resonate with their message? Mm. Then if you truly want to meet this person, like why? Is it because you are fame hungry? You got no friends? Yeah. Uh, or do you truly like, like what's your purpose for meeting this person? Yeah. See, a lot of people want to meet you now, but why? Usually it's to sell you something, some selfish reason. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's to take value from you, yeah. right? But very few of them are truly connected. They know why they want to meet you. And yeah. even fewer want to add value to you before yeah. they make a request. Yeah. You know, so a lot of folks, uh, when, when you want to meet like famous people, ask yourself, uh, why are you meeting this guy? Yeah. Are you taking or are you giving? Yeah. Why, you add value, right? yeah. yeah. why should this person meet you too? Yeah. You know, and fundamentally, is this a person that you feel aligned to? Yeah. Or you're just meeting the person because you see his Instagram got a million followers. Yeah. And, and you want something else. Yeah. Right? And you want something, some association, right? Sometimes people yeah. just want a selfie so that they can flaunt and flex on yeah. Instagram and make you people. But I know this guy. Yeah, right? exactly. Right? Yeah. Or are you genuinely there because, you know, like, why? Yeah. Because the moment you just want a picture, what you're saying is, hey, man, my life's kind of empty. I need a famous person for publicity so that I can make people think I'm cool. Yeah. If you want a picture so much, take his face, go to Photoshop, put a face beside that, then you will be cool. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, for those of you who are watching, even if that is you, well, you got to understand that, you know, every one of us, at one point, we are like that, you know. So even I can relate to that. Mm. Like sometimes I will, I will want picture with famous people, not because I want to add value to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you just want people back home to think you're cool. Huh? It's yeah. like, oh my God, 150 people <laughs> like my picture. Yes, they think I'm cool. You yeah. know. Yeah, but I, I think the takeaway is that if you really want to be able to rub shoulder with these big boys, mm. right, it's, it's not about what you can take from them. Yeah. Right, but it's about what value you can add to them. And yeah. are you aligned mm. with their mission and mm. can you help them to spread their mission? Yeah. Right? And also, I mean, at the end of the day, after the fame, you, you see, when you meet a famous person, for the first maybe five minutes, ten minutes, one hour, if you're really like fame hungry, uh, they're famous. Uh. But after a while, you realise, hey man, they need to go toilet. Uh. Mm -hmm. They need to eat. Uh. They need to shit. Uh. They have needs. Uh. They got people that are bothering them also. Uh. They, they, they are not, they are not, an Avenger, even if they are an Avenger, right? Yeah. They are also they also need to eat, <laughs> yeah. you know. So you kind of realize, oh, they're just normal people. Yeah. You know, so we met uh, so I met a lot of these these folks. They're just normal people, they have needs, they have problems, you know, they gotta sleep, they fall sick. You, you know, after a while you're like, hey man, why am I so fame hungry? Mm. Like what's so what's so big gap in my life uh, that requires me to know famous people in order to feel like I am something? Yeah. You know, and I realize they're just normal people. And mm. therefore, even for famous people, I start to find the people that I resonate with, I want to hang out with as friends. Mm. Mm. Because I realized, hey man, you know, I don't just want to take value, yeah. take a picture. After all, it's just like, we are friends, like, you know, I want to help them, they can help me, you know, and that's that. Wow. And, and, and that's how you see that as a yeah, yeah, because they you are human. You want to be their friend. They are human also. And I think it's very, very important. Mm. Because the more we, we think of them as big boys, the more we think of them as famous people, we, we start to isolate away from the fact that they have a family, they have a life, they have passions, they have fears, they have insecurities also. So they are just human. Mm. Wow, that, that is so good. Um, you know, early, just earlier you mentioned about um, listening to the voice, mm. right? I want to touch more on that because I don't, I don't want this to sound like overly pseudo-spiritual. Right? <laughs> Melvin so talks spirituality. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I believe that, you know, whatever you believe, whatever, you believe, right? mm. whatever faith you believe, whatever religious, you know, spirituality yeah. that you believe in, we all have this voice inside us that yeah. is always guiding us. And in fact, it's not just one voice, always it's two voices, right? Mm. Because when you say that... Um, before you close the laptop, right, someone, I mean, something yeah. told you to do it. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure there's also something else that tells you not to do it. Mm. Right? So, yeah. how do we train ourselves to follow that voice that tells us to do the right thing? I mean, like, there'll be a voice that always tells us to do the right thing, right? Like, spend more time with family. But then there'll be another voice that say that, no, you need to work on your business. Right? Oh, it's very simple. Uh, just follow the voice that challenges you to be a bigger version of yourself. Mm. 
there, there, there are two voices, right? The one voice is one that makes you stay, stay put or even be smaller. Hey, Gabriel, don't talk. Lah. People will judge you. That's a, a voice of small. Then there's a voice that says, hey, Gabriel, I think you should go out there and make a difference and make an impact. Stand, stand for your, your truth. That's the voice of big. Mm. Listen to the voice of big. Never listen to the voice of small. Mm. It's very simple. You know, just ask yourself, just look at the two messages. Is right? there any story of you listening to the wrong voice and you regret it? Uh, yeah, a lot. You know, at the start, I, I, I frequently just listen to uh, the voice of money, you know, the voice of just, just, yeah, just pure money, yeah, just pure money, yeah. anything that is uh, short term. Yeah. And I realized that, that that never worked out. Yeah. And I think, see, I, I'm going to say, thank God. <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> but I thank God that didn't work out, you know, because what if it had worked out is it just trains me to ignore the voice of what I'm supposed to be doing yeah. in exchange for some mainstream voice. Uh. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, just do it because everyone's doing it. Do it because there's money. Do it because there is whatever. So, uh, you, you know, I want to fight some game uh, that everyone is, is playing, but I'm not. That doesn't align with my purpose. The worst thing is if you play that, that game. Because at the end of the day, you play that game. Let's say you win. And that's the even sadder part. Yeah. Let, let's say you win that game. Yeah. But it takes you so far away from your purpose. Yeah. And now you're stuck there with a whole bunch of money. Yeah. With a whole bunch of people thinking you're cool, but you're yeah. not happy. And nobody can understand your pain. Yeah. Like, oh, why is Gabriel upset? Yeah. He's got $10 million. Yeah. He's got, you know, all these beautiful people around him. He's got the house. He's got a car. Why is he sad? Yeah. And meanwhile, the real reason he's sad is because you're like, this does not make me happy. Yeah. But nobody understands. Yeah. And that's sad. That is truly, truly sad. Yeah. And I think that's why people spiral into depression, self-destruction. Yeah. And basically, then proceed to lose all of it up and go and have eat, pray, love. Yeah. <laughs> Where then they go onto the path of yeah. enlightenment. Yeah. This is what all these crises are. Yeah. The crisis is because I've been listening to the wrong voice. Yeah. And then it hits a point where it no longer works anymore. I got the money, I got the car, I got the guy or the girl, I got the house. Mm. But it's so empty. Mm. Oh no, I've been lied to. Mm. And then they sell it all. And then they go, who am I? Mm. Then they go to Bali and meditate. Mm. And then all of a sudden they find whatever they were supposed to, to do. Yeah. So I just saved myself a little bit of time <laughs> by finding it first. Yeah. And I just want to say that like even if you are on a path that you're not happy, mm. right? Right now, where you are right now, it is always not too late to change. Yeah. Right? It's never too it's never too late as long as you're leaving, right? Yep. You're still leaving, you still got years left. Yep. It's never too late to change. But the yep. idea is to be aware of it and start to make the change now. I think life wants us to succeed. You know, I don't think life is an experience that is set up for us to fail. Mm. I think life wants us to succeed. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, so if we listen to, to that voice, see, why do you have that voice? Because that voice wants you to succeed. Eh? Yeah. Right? But then, where does the other voice come from? It comes from when you're young and you're part of this training program, then they program your voice. Eh? Yeah. So they program it into your brain. Eh? Yeah. So now you have two voices. You have the voice that wants you to succeed. Yeah. And then you have the program voice, which comes from, you know, society or whatever, yeah. the, 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 the media programs. And now these two fight. Eh? And hopefully you're willing to listen to the, the real you. Yeah. You know, the voice that wants you to succeed. I believe life really wants us to succeed. Mm. Mm. And it's not set up as a game for us to fail. Mm. But it's kind of like perverse, right? <laughs> Come here, ah, we just want everybody to fail. I don't think that's, that's a goal of life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. So what are your future plans? What, what do you have in store for yourself in the next couple of years down the road? I, I, I wake up every day and I look at the current business. You know, I'm both doing the best I can in the business, but also rather detached. See, my, my entire life, you see, I'm not concerned. So a lot of people say, hey, they find me very cool, very uh, detached, very chill. Uh, I'm both intense and, and detached at the same time. Yeah. The reason is because I have no identity attachment to, uh, to this whole consulting thing and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I have no identity attachment to even fame, mm. frankly. 
Like, I don't care. Like, I'm just like this. I don't care if you think I'm cool. I don't really, yeah. really couldn't give a shit. Yeah. You know, uh, the reason is because uh, this is past, come and go. It's come and go, right? You know, you're famous all of a sudden in one area. What if something changes tomorrow? Yeah. Right? Then all of a sudden you find some folks, they don't, they don't want to be your friend anymore. Yeah. Well, this happened before, a long time ago. I think I look, I look like this and no one wanted to know, know me or why. I was not as famous then. Now everyone wants to be my friend. Kind of weird. You know, I still dress the same way. I'm still the same guy. Yeah. You know, we came here, we used to come, come, we used to have a beer. I, I am the same guy, right? Yeah. Now people just think I'm like, ooh, it's Melvin, you know? Yeah. I was yeah. kind of Melvin a long time ago. Melvin for a very long, long time, you know? Yeah. So I'm very detached to all of these things uh, uh, because they are all passing. I'm detached to the fame. I'm detached even to the consulting business. Because why? It's right now my best vehicle for making a difference, yeah. for being useful. Am I going to do it forever? No, absolutely not. Because maybe as I mature, I find different things where I can be useful. You know? So is Melvin a consultant? Is Melvin a marketer? Is Melvin a future of business? Who cares? Who cares? Melvin is useful. Mm. That's it. Mm. You know? Melvin is useful. That's it. You know, I just, and, and, for, and, and, and so that's the only thing I care about. Right now, I care deeply about the clients. Because it's the way I can be useful. Yeah. The day all, all of a sudden, if I am given an instruction, a voice, mm. a toll, then you know what? Hey, let's evolve and let's do something else. I'll thank the clients. I'll help them to do all the best of my commitments. And I'll move on to the next thing to do. Mm. I am absolutely unattached to the fame, the identity, the whatever. One day, if my job is to you know, set up an orphanage and go and teach a bunch of kids in Myanmar uh, how to you know, learn, mm. then I'm Melvin, the school teacher. Mm. You see, it doesn't matter. Mm. It absolutely doesn't matter. Mm. You know, and so far, my entire progress has all been listening to that voice and I've been well taken care of. Mm. Yeah, I met these wonderful people like yourself. Mm. Uh, I managed to gain some level of fame, which I frankly think is bullshit. Mm. Uh, and we made pretty good money. Mm. And that's it. You know, for as long as I can be useful, Mm. I will go ahead and, and be useful. I'm not attached to anything of this sort. Mm. Because here, here, here's the interesting truth. When you die, you bring nothing of this with you. Mm. Yep. You bring nothing, yeah. right? Steve, Steve Jobs was a billionaire. You know, we hear that all the time. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I mean, like, and, it is the truth. Right? right? When Steve, Steve Jobs died, he didn't bring the iPhone along with him. <laughs> he didn't bring the billions <laughs> along with him. He just died like everybody else, you know? And when yeah. you die, you got to die like everybody else. You know, hopefully yeah. you die surrounded by people that love you. And, and that's it. Uh. And, 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 you, and hopefully your final thoughts as you pass is like, you know what? I found my purpose. I made a difference. People love me, you know, uh, and I've done my job. Yeah. And then you just go yeah. to wherever else you're supposed to go. Yeah. You know, and you know all this fame, this enemies, this uh, drama, this, this social media stuff even. I mean, it's useful if you have a message to spread, but it's also entirely useless. Simultaneously useless. If you've ever done a digital detox before, you realize, right, you think, right, for, for a while, you had some issues with, yeah. you, you, you think people are going to miss you. They yeah. don't, nah, bro, yeah. they don't, nah. Yeah. After a while, bro, like, they just scroll right on and you come back, you're like, oh, yeah. really? He's back? You're not as important as you think you are. Yes, right? <laughs> yes, it's, it's bullshit. But it's useful yeah. if you have to spread a message. Yes. You know, but, but it's rather, it's bullshit. Guys, it's entirely nonsense, hmm. you know. Uh, so, yeah, so I mean, it's what it is, you know, I, yeah. I, I, I rather have this connection with you. Then the flaws on social media and just basically have a bunch of people think like, cool, but we don't actually have anything real. Yeah, yeah. Talking about that, um, I think I have one more thing sure. uh, to ask you before we wrap this up. Um, the last question is, you, th you talk about social media mm. and all that kind of stuff. And I realize that you are pretty vocal on social media. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you post very often. Yeah. I mean, I mean now, now, that, now that I see it, because you, you have a purpose, right? You have a voice yeah. and you are constantly you know, using it as a tool to spread your voice. Yeah, I right. do it for, for, for a few purposes, right? Okay. The, the, first, the first purpose is, I'm, is I do it for filtering. You see, you cannot help everybody. We aspire to help everybody. You see, uh, you like Jesus. Hey, they crucified him. Eh. So half of the people, some people don't like him, you know? 
The guy can walk on water. Eh. Turn water into wine. Eh. See, I'm a big, big believer. Eh. I would love this to be wine. So there's wine there. Eh. So, uh, but uh, he healed the sick. Eh. Yeah. But some people still crucify him. Eh. It's yeah. Jesus. Eh. He, yeah. You know, so here's the thing. If they crucify Jesus, eh, which means half of people don't like him, eh, for sure not everyone going to like you. Eh. Mm. Right? And you and you and you know what's going on. So, so therefore, I use social media to filter out my natural audience. Okay. That's all I care about. Yeah. Right? I yeah. am looking for people that want what I have to say yeah. and want to be helped by me. Yeah. If they don't, it's fine. They can find somebody else. Yeah. And I think that's the idea of abundance. I'm not trying to compete with, with people. You don't find many people that talk like me. So if you like it, if you're still watching this, you obviously quite like me. It's great. <laughs> now yeah. you stop somewhere in the first minute. Fantastic too. You yeah. know? So I love it when people either unfollow me yeah. or they say, you know what? This is not, not for me. It's yeah. great. I apologize. I say, sorry. Yeah. You know, maybe I can recommend you to, 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 to someone else because my authenticity has shined through. And they have said, this is too much for me or this is not what I want, yeah. which is great. I'll send them to somebody else. Yeah. And if somebody likes it, then that's cool also. Yeah. So I use social media, number one, for, to filter. And number two, right, for the people who are filtered and they want my message, then to give it to them in the most authentic, unfiltered manner possible. Yeah. You know, and, and, and therefore, that's how you attract your natural audience, by being your, yourself. Yeah. You uh, say authentic, yeah. unfiltered, right? Yeah. I think so many people, they try to filter, they try to put a few, I mean like, nowadays yeah. when you put a, I mean, take you a picture, Dyson. <laughs> <laughs> you, put a, you put a filter on it, yeah. you edit it, right? Because people want uh, to be loved, right? They want, yeah. to, they want, they want, they do not want the negative attention. Yeah. And I've always teach people about, that marketing is not about just attracting the people you want. Mm. It's about attracting the people you want and repelling the people you do not want. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The only way to do that It's always good when people leave. It's, yep. it's good when people leave, it's good when people un unfollow you. Uh, you. You know, it's not about insulting them, it's just like, man, this is not, not, not for me. It's cool, right? Mm -hmm. Remember, you, no matter how great a marketer you are, you can't sell pork to a Muslim. Mm -hmm. You can't sell meat to a vegetarian. And you can't sell food to a person that's full. Yeah. You know, so if they don't want it, yeah. then let them go. Yeah. Right? You, you know, and then speak to the person who, speak to the people who stay. I see a lot of marketers uh, look at the people that go and they go, oh my God, they unsubscribe. Ah, I don't give a shit about the people that unsubscribe. Yeah. I care about the people that still, still yeah. subscribe. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's mindset shape. Like, yeah. like I, when, I meet, when I met people who are really successful in what they're doing, let's mm. say they have a huge email list, right? And they have unsub. Right, someone unsubscribed to your list, oh. they always say that, yeah, that's good, right? Because they are, they are filtering themselves mm. away from your list so that you now only have people on your list who really want to hear what you have to say. Yes, right. and that one is very, very crucial because the opposite is keeping people that don't want to be there. Then now they got a black face. Now they don't want what, what you have to say. Now, now they're bitching and complaining about you. Mm. Uh, why, why would you do that? Why are you so low self-esteem to keep people that don't want you around? Mm. You know, hey, somebody doesn't want to, to be your boyfriend or girlfriend. Uh, let them go. Uh. Mm. Why you keep them around? Mm. Now they, every day they go out with you and then they got a foul face and I'm like, oh man, this guy sucks, man. Mm. Why? Mm. To find somebody like you, man. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> you, you know? Yeah. So, so uh, that's, that's just the best way to, to live. You know, find friends that like you, yeah. go out with, you know, a wife that loves you, yeah. go out, you know, husband that loves you, yeah. you know, uh, just be, be, yeah. be a normal human being, you know, yeah. and, and, always for, and always remember, no, not, not everyone will like you. Yeah. And that's totally fine. You don't want to insult people. If they don't like you, let them go. They can find some, someone else. And, but, but love the people that love you. Yeah. You know, that's why I have attracted with my radiant, glorious personality a bunch of people like me. And I'm very aware that some, some people are like, nah, Melvin's not my cup of tea and he's great. So therefore, I treat all the people that love me with great love and respect. Yeah. You are one of the people and that's why I'm happy to do this. Whatever you're doing, I'm happy to support. You yeah. know, because you're one of the people that go, well, he's kind of weird, but you know, I like him. Yeah. It's fine. Then geez, yeah. I'll support that. Yeah.
Uh, would you have any advice um, for people who are starting to build their brand on social media? Just one advice for them. Okay, uh, I would say if you want to build a brand on social media, right? So the, 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 the funny thing, right? Little promo here. Uh, we actually do a class where we teach people this. So, but I don't want to promote the class here. Uh, what I want to do is no, share. Go ahead, promote oh, the class. Yeah, class is called yeah. X Factor Marketing. Yeah. The, the reason I call it X, X Factor is because I believe within every single person, there's something special. And if you can bring that out, then you can stand out from everybody else. Mm. So, the first key is forget social media first, forget brand first, right? Drop mm. all those things. First thing you ask yourself is what do you stand for, mm. right? So a few questions you want to ask yourself. Number one, what do you stand for and what do you believe in? Uh, I think it's pretty, pretty freaking important. What, what do you stand for? What do you believe in? Next thing is what do you not believe in? Who, who are you speaking to? Mm. Why are you speaking to them? And finally, right, is what really is your message for mm. them? Mm. You know, so, so a lot of people are too eager to build a brand. But see, a brand is a vehicle, a vehicle yeah. for a message. Yeah. So the real question is not, what is my brand? The real, the real question is, what the heck do you have to say? Yeah. And here's another good question. Who, who are you saying this to? And why are you saying this? Yeah. You know, then talk about brand later. Figure out your message first. Uh, mm. Right? Because he, here's the thing also. A lot of people craft too much time on the brand, then realize it's not congruent. And then I always say, say this during the class. The most expensive thing in business is restarting. Mm. Every time you restart, everything you did before right, goes down the toilet. Yeah. And if you have to restart your, your brand, now you confuse the shit out of everybody. Mm. Everyone goes like, so is this guy an artist? Is he a singer? Is he a marketer? Like, what the heck is going on? Like, you know, it's changing his... And then there's, there's no, no trust at all. Yeah. yeah. So, so stay with a consistent thing, which means you find a common message. Yeah. So for my message, it started the way we started this. Yeah. Yeah. Something inside, bring it out. And something outside, so you can turn it into, you know, something profitable. Enlightened profits is my message. Yeah. Enlightened and, and profits, inner and outer. Yeah. And, 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 and you find that message throughout. Yeah. Uh, everything I post. That's amazing. So, um, how long will you be running the class for? Could you let... Uh, if you guys want to know, I mean, you yeah. can add... How, it, how do we find you? You can add me on Facebook, Melvin So, pick the guy that best looks like, like me. It's kind of easy. You, you know, uh, drop me a message. You know, and, or if you like this interview, just, just drop me a message. Hey, see, if you like this interview and drop me a message, I know you have my cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. You said, I like this guy. He's kind of my kind of guy. That's cool. Uh, you know, so... That's that. Uh, if you're keen, we, we, we don't want everyone to come at 10. You know, it must be relevant to you. Otherwise, you can save your money and your time. Yeah. Uh, so instead of just putting a link up, you know, just drop me a message. Probably give a call. See if it's suitable for you. If it is, it's very affordable. If it's not, use your time and money doing something else. Maybe have a beer at his cafe. Whatever it is, you know, but drop me a message. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So I, I think what we'll do is we'll, we'll put in some of your social media link uh, in the description, wherever you're watching this, uh, so that it's easier for people to find you. Yeah. So, thank you so much, Melvin. I really appreciate it. Yeah, this Thanks a lot, amazing, man. Amazing yeah. interview. Thank you so much. Bet, I bet you didn't think it was going to end. Yeah. <laughs> it was going to go, yeah. go this way, huh? Yeah. So, uh, love you guys. And uh, once again, if you like it, drop me a message. Yeah. And I look forward to making your acquaintance. Yeah. Peace. Bye for now. Hey, this is Gabriel again. And really quickly, I just want to thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Story Impact Show. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please do not forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Don't forget to drop me a review on iTunes and your comments will help me in creating more killer content like this just for you. And if you want to stay up to date with all my content, upcoming podcasts, events and much more, please jump onto my website at www.heygamerwong.com.